Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Sean, did you get your, your ceiling thing fixed? Yeah. My what? Did your you ceiling. have like a, a, a ceiling that was leaking or... Oh, man. Or okay, so the, so the reason why... Oh, wow. Sorry, everybody. My volume decided to work now. Um, actually, the reason why I completely forgot or couldn't figure out what you guys were talking about is that I'm just so used to live, living and uh, existing without half of my ceiling that, like, it's just normal now. So, like, walking through my kitchen and looking up and just seeing, like, Expose. a rat's nest Expose. somewhere up there. Exposed is, beams. It's all, yeah, it's all it no rage. longer feels like I am so lonely. I'm like, hey, buddy. I look up and I see my friends. It's nice. Are you it's nice. Shawnee boy, king of the rats? Um, well... I'm never gonna claim that or take ownership of that. But if you guys want to call me that, that, that's your. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. I mean, a while ago he said he was Pocahontas's father, and she could talk to like raccoons and shit in that movie. Mm-hmm. So and nothing says yeah. nothing says Pocahontas's dad like white Sean with brownish blonde hair. <laughs> I was about to say nothing says says Pocahontas's dad quite like, and this is when I was like seven or eight like a little scrawny white kid with bright red hair <laughs> yeah nothing says like that irish kid is clearly her dad yeah, the, the exactly, complete opposite yeah. of, of john smith yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh we already got one do you want to be pocahontas's dad instead <laughs> turns out there's not many not white people like where i went to school so we were all just yeah, let's just make Pocahontas our own. Man, that is that is a Disney movie I think I've seen once and never again. I can remember making uh, the feather headdresses out of uh, construction paper at school. You guys ever take part in that? Hell yeah. I was like, yeah. What else were you going to do in third, <laughs> second and third grade outside of sniff those markers that smelled like burnt marshmallows? <laughs> and collect zoo books. It's true. I, used to, I yeah. remember... Those headdresses, uh, the turkey, man, do you guys ever the turkey handprint? The hand turkey, I remember that one. Nice, did those a lot. Uh, what about did you guys do the uh, the red and green chain for each day before Christmas? You could pull one off, yeah, right? You remember that thing? Wait, maybe are you talking about the ones with the construction paper where you just made a loop and taped it? Uh huh, and you just made a chain, yeah, that way, and then like each. Each day you take one off and it got closer to Christmas. Oh, Count down the days. Mm. Man, you guys remember when advent calendars were cool? <laughs> I we, I We didn't do them as much. That's probably, that's way more of a Catholic thing, I assume, right? <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Then that would make sense because we did those every, everybody had their own every year. Really? You had your own? Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, they were like, they weren't expensive ones, sure. but they were like, it was like a sheet of perforated cardboard with a candy. had like the world's tiniest little chocolate in it. <laughs> and you know what? That chocolate tasted fucking delicious because it's the only candy I was going to get that day. So I'm like, this is going to be the grass, the best. Did you ever go like and push all of them out? And yeah. Eat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like only one year. Cause then you think back on it when you go to do it again and you're like, I didn't get any chocolate for the rest of the month. Uh, uh, grumble, grumble. He does that in, uh, I, in Bad Santa. 
and like ruins the kids' Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like tapes He's it back all. and puts like some random shit in each of the 25 days. It's pretty good. I know this girl that gets an advent calendar every year. That's the 25 days of cheese. Mm. So every day is a different kind of cheese. Damn. Well, you say, well, it says that. Until, like, you watch her daily videos, which I do because, like, I have nothing better to do, <laughs> where she'll open it. she would be like, mm, chatter again. Hmm. Different cheese every day. I guess not. <laughs> for uh, for Christmas this year, my stepbrother and I got my dad a Jelly of the Month membership for the whole year. That's awesome. So uh, You got any it- feedback on that? Not much. Like he he sent me the first couple that he's gotten, but uh, I need to hit him up and ask him if he's actually eaten any of them yet. Because it, it's like two months in now, I guess, and I think yeah. he gets two each month. So <coughs> I remember. I was about to say it's only two months in. He doesn't have that much to talk about, so I don't know what that question was. Yeah, I remember being in like middle school, maybe, and my oldest brother bought my parents like a cheese and sausage thing for Christmas. And he got ridiculed for like the next 10 years because of it. Or like, really? They were not by my parents, by like the siblings. We're like, that's the worst gift ever. <laughs> Dude, that was like the go to thing. Like when I'm thinking back, because all of the malls yeah. for Christmas, you, oh, you yeah. guys remember when malls oh, yeah. were cool? It was like tempor- but like the <laughs> temporary malls, cheese and Yeah, sausage, they yeah. would set up the aisles. And they had like one that was just cheese and like sausage boards. And then the four that did calendars for some reason. And then, and as an adult, I still don't get why they did four of those. But that's because it's thing. an easy gift to like give for somebody, I guess. Like, I think, I think that's what it was. Sure. It was like last minute. He couldn't come up with mm-hmm. anything, probably. You don't know what to like. What do I get my brother's <laughs> girlfriend that he's been dating for two years? But is it like, I guess this calendar of cute puppy dogs in business suits? Sure. We already covered this. Cheese and sausage. Yeah, that too. Cheese and sausage. Or if your brother's girlfriend's cute, <coughs> just sausage. <laughs> to really sell home my uh, my basic white dudeness, I was waiting to quote a Family Guy joke because that's the only humor <laughs> I know as a basic white guy. But I still love the one where Brian works at the mall for Christmas and he asks, "Do you want to taste my smoked meat log?" <laughs> <laughs> I think about that joke quite often. It lives oh, free man. in my head, man. You know what I've never had that I've always been curious about, but never curious enough to purchase it? Fruitcake. What's the deal right. with fruitcake? Like, I want to try it, but also I'm not going to pay for it. And also I kind of don't want somebody to give it to me. So it's like, I'm stuck in this weird loop of, oh, I'm going to be forever curious. And I'm never going to sate that curiosity. The last three years, I've, pushed mandy i like see one in the grocery store every year and i'm like hey let's get a fruitcake and she never lets me this year i'm I'm doing it i'm buying it i don't care i'm gonna try a fruitcake i I want it to be as gross as possible too with like the gross jelly candies on the top like so dudes like i've only seen one like what is this i think it's just a dense dried fruit baked into a cake like substance breading yeah i've seen, I've seen my dad a lot like, of like cut little slices of it and he's the only one i ever see eat it mm-hmm. it seems I've like a very seen old one person thing Sean, Sean, that's always the joke <clears throat> sean's gonna sign up for like a 
fruitcake of the month club. <laughs> no, I'm not. If if I would save if I would sign up for something that's old school and for old people, it'd either be Necco wafers Ooh. or Nilla wafers. I do Nilla. I don't like Necco wafers. Oh, I love the Necco. Really? Wafers. Uh, I love those, dude. Growing up, going up to Maine, we had a cabin on uh, on a lake in Maine, and we would take the boat down to like either side of the lake, one side to go get gas. And whenever we went to get gas, you could always get a candy. And for some fucking reason. My candy of choice was Necco wafers. Well, there you go. Big nostalgia. I get thing. like one of the big old sleeves. <laughs> one of the big old they're prob- sleeves. They're, prob- <laughs> they're probably awful. But I'm about to say, I like that's them. like the kind of stuff you see at like uh, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Necco wafers. Dude. And that was like, I remember going in there and seeing this was like the John Bonet Ramsey time. Like that was on every single newspaper that I saw, like thinking back to this. You remember looking at yeah. the papers and being like, huh, I'm just picking up your Necco wafer and walking away. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was like all you heard on the radio. And I'm just like, man, can we just get back to sex and candy? Huh. That'd be real sweet. Kids can get murdered. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's always these small towns like the ones we're in right now. That's why my parents, hey. that's why my parents tell me to tell them where I'm going before I leave every day. <laughs> Oh man, you remember when kids could leave their house <laughs> and the parents wouldn't get arrested? Oh, or, those were the times. Or like your parents didn't have a tracking device that they gave you to carry. Yeah. Now I think about like the whole kids having phones things. Like it makes so much more sense than like mm-hmm. ten years ago when I was young and dumb and I'm just like, why do these kids have phones? Yep. Oh, well, they don't want their kids to get abducted by weirdos. There's a lot of those. I uh I would definitely try fruitcake, man. I've I recently tried like uh, another holiday staple that I'd never had. I got like eggnog, and I was actually a real big fan of eggnog. I thought Sean was. You've never had eggnog? <laughs> Not until like, like four, four or five years ago, probably maybe three or four. Now, do you enjoy it just straight up, or do you have it spiked? Uh, when I would have it, I usually had it with brandy, and I would have like uh, an actual cinnamon stick too that I would use to stir it and like. <clears throat> add a little Damn. more flavor. It was good stuff, though. I really enjoyed it. A lot more than dude, I, I thought I would. Dude, I can just picture you and Mandy next Christmas sitting in front of that dope-ass <laughs> fireplace that's got the gun blade on top of it. <laughs> fire going. You got the TV over here also playing a fire it's video. It's dual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you guys are just going to be sitting there drinking these bougie eggnogs while having tiny slices of your fruitcake. I don't know if she'll it's eat the fruit be, cake. And then you guys are going to give the fruit cake to the dogs because you guys are going to be like, this is awful. <laughs> I do see that part happening, yeah. Yeah. Man, get, it's February. This is like my dream is just talking about Christmas all day. Uh, no, we're, we're 60 days past Christmas. And for, somebody, for somebody who doesn't like to hear about the holidays until like the month of. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah. What yeah. other Dude, it must have ruined it. Like... Your job must have ruined like so many things oh. that so many other people like. Yeah, because people are like, oh, holiday party or, I don't know, sleep or days off or people who save their vacation days and then use yeah. them all at the end of the year. I was like, nah, that stuff gets blacked out like <laughs> the last, like after Halloween, there are no days off. Yeah, man. That's You're insane. Here. That's like two months of just insanity. Yeah. No, thank you. But, ugh. Yeah. Who is the uh, who's the worst type of person that tries to talk games with you? 
<laughs> who's the worst type, like customer wise? Yeah, I, mean, I enjoy I enjoy the people who ask about a game and want a recommendation, and then you give them one, and then they're like, "No, nah, they won't like that." And I was like, "Why the fuck did you ask my opinion?" <laughs> 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 if you know what they want, then why did you ask me? Uh. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Uh. Oh man. Or the people who want to return shit like six months later. Oh, I just got around to it. That's not how that works either, man. I don't have the receipt. No, I am. <laughs> okay, so you say I don't have the receipt. I gotta know what's what's like the craziest shit that you've seen. You've personally seen somebody try to pull on you, like in terms of somebody trying to like. I don't know. Pretend like they just bought this system and return it, get all this money. Yeah, and, I mean, or something like that. I it doesn't have to be that. But have you had anything crazy happen to you? I mean, I've had people bring back like brand new stuff and be like, "There was no disc in here." I'm like, uh, what, <laughs> "What am I supposed to do with that?" Like, I'm sure it could happen. <laughs> I, like, factories I've are put. Literally had that happen to me. Yeah, my sister. I remember it happening with like a DVD or something. She went to Walmart and they're like, uh, "We can't do anything about it," but like. Somebody brings me, I think it was like when Luigi's Mansion came out, this lady, it was like an older lady, so it's like, I didn't expect her to be a liar, but you never know. Uh, sure. She's just like, there was no game inside. And I'm like, I understand maybe like if it was the last one or a pre-owned game and somebody forgot to put it in the case, but when it's like factory sealed, you're just like, yikes. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let I'm gonna let somebody above my pay grade make that decision. And yeah. then they usually just take care of them, so... For all you that want free video games, just go tell them it wasn't in the box. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's a real pro Yo, tip. Somebody go put that on like Reddit. Don't do oh, that. Like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. It's I'm sure there. there are groups that do that, though. I'm. Um, I have to almost. I didn't mean to say, "Hey, I heard about it from this guy Mike on the Experience Crime Podcast." <laughs> one, one, one day when I write my my tell-all book. Uh, We'll, we'll put all the trade secrets in there. There you go. Dude, yeah. I would read the shit out of that book. <laughs> One of my favorite too. books that I read that's kind of like that is, I think it's called The Dark Side of Disney mm. or something like that, where it's just like a bunch of people who used to work at Disney World, like all of the shit that they've seen and like the stuff that people try to get away with. Yep. Like that shit is... I, I'm like addicted to that. You just you want to keep reading more crazy stories about shit that you don't even care about. Oh, like the the people like it's not so much the employees of Disney. It's the people who have like um, like your memberships, but they don't have uh, kids, so they think the they're like princesses. Oh my god. god, they think they think they're above everything. So they'll go to the parks and like they think they can skip the lines or they don't have to wait for things or like they want you to wait on them hand and foot. And they're like, you're just such an asshole. You ruin it. Wait, for, the ones that don't have it. kids? Yeah, because they, they, they just, I don't know. They, just they hold Disney. themselves in. They, yeah. They're fanatics, and they think, like, everything should be handed to them. And, they know yeah. all the insider secrets and where yeah. to get all the, they're just the worst. There's a lot of people that, like, YouTube it, too, and they're even more the worst because. That, sh- that shit pisses me off when I go to get on a ride and somebody is, like, uploads all their videos, so they have to, like take 20 minutes to attach their cameras to the roller coaster. Uh, they let you do that now? Yep. What? Yeah. Yo, like they, so obviously I don't go that there all the time. That seems huge liability. Last time, 
Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, especially if it's, it they won't let you like hold one in your hand or a cell phone, but if it's like a, like a GoPro and it can be attached to the ride, a lot of parks let them do it. Wow. So lame. So like some of it'll be like point of view um, and pointing out. So you see like what it would look like from them and other ones will be pointing towards them. So you get like that live reaction of them on the ride. Damn. Man, okay, if anybody is listening to the show and you do that, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's probably three people who are successful at those videos. And coming from a dude that maybe 10 people listens to their podcast, like, just don't do it. That's the thing. Even if you're one <laughs> of the like three turn. and you are successful, I don't care. I don't like you. Yep. <laughs> and that's the problem. Yo, is, fuck that guy. Is I, yeah. I mean, I, there's a park half an hour from my house there's a park what's that an hour or two from you kyle uh, yeah mean, it's carolyn's they're, they're, yeah they're, it's like one of the most popular parks in the world and has one of the top rated coasters so that shit probably happens all the time i don't even i haven't gone to it yet but i can only imagine now just thinking about it of course it probably will uh, are you a coaster homie me or, i know lanham is to a degree he's i, a, I know lanham is yeah but are you no, I was actually deathly terrified of all roller coasters that went upside down until like five years ago. Yep. And? I, I liked the one that I've been on since like I got over the fear. Um, gotcha. I really did enjoy it, but I haven't been on another one yet. Uh, but the one I went on was pretty fucking intense, so I feel like I can handle a lot of the other ones because it was like one where like, you sit in and you're hanging and like your feet dangle and it shoots you out at like 60 and like into a couple of nice. loops. So like I went fucking balls in just and I almost passed out the first time. It was crazy. Yep. I remember like getting like the black on the edge of my vision start to fade in as like I launched out into the first upside down <laughs> loop. I was like, ah, and then I came out of it. I was terrified. Awesome. Terrified. Dude, I. I, I had a like an insane fear of roller coasters just in general growing up until I don't know. I was like 17 or 18 when I went on one that it just immediately squashed all my fears in that. And then and then it was like going to the loop one because I'm like, I'm not going on a loop. That's insane. But once you go on a loop for me, I was like, man, I don't even want to go on a roller coaster unless it's got like 72 loops on it. <laughs> like, like I can have them. I politely, I, I politely ask roller coaster makers to stop making them higher and higher every time they make them, because holy shit, not gonna like, happen, man. That's 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 all it is now. It's not even so. It's much an about eternal loot. dick waving contest. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's, mega coasters. Yeah. yeah, it's it's giga coasters, and it's yeah, not giga. even about loops. It's not even about loops anymore. It's like how high and how much is the drop and at what yeah. angle and. But then you yo fuck that. But then you got those this, people are suicidal. Then you got the stuff at like. Like Universal, like I know you've been there, like that Harry Potter indoor ride. Like, I mean, it's kind yeah, of a it's kind of a roller coaster, but you're basically just they're just flying you through the building, flipping you over and over, and you can't see two feet in front of your hand because you're in the yeah. dark. And even even like half the times that you're flipping over, because I think the first roller coaster that I went on that had a loop was the Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, uh, I went there like the year that it opened, and. Half of that's like in the dark and just flashing strobe lights, so you don't even know that you got right. went upside outside of feeling the the gravity difference. Yep. But yeah, you're right. It, it and Universal honestly really sucks now. Yeah. 
it's cr- crazy. Well, like every one of those rides the is same. one of those. <laughs> it, they're all the same. Yeah. It's just a, a movie ride where it's just like you're led on this track and or there. Oh, look, there's Spider-Man. And oh, there's a Transformer. <laughs> Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lanham, do you do you like track the? By the way, we're twenty minutes in, and I'm just now <laughs> mentioning Mike Lanham is our guest. Everybody, glad to have you, buddy. <laughs> uh, Thanks for having me, buddy. Are you one of those? He's practically a celebrity. He is Damn a celebrity. Him. Do you uh, do you track your coasters? Are you one of those guys? You like? Uh, do you have like the log? Uh, no, I mean, like you can. There, there are sites out there. Like I used to be on like a like a coaster enthusiast group, but really it wasn't you paid it wasn't much it was like 30 bucks a year and you got a couple discounts at certain parks but it really wasn't worth the money yeah because uh, most places have discount codes or coupons at like a subway or something like that anyways um, bring in a can of but Pepsi yeah and- but yeah the, the oh yeah or used to when i was a kid it was a like a coupon from like bunny bread or some shit like that <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um but no like I, i've never kept track of them like uh, it's called like coaster credits and there's yeah. people who like cross things off their list. It, it, it's the stuff where kids, well, not even kids, but kids and adults where they'll be like, this is my hundredth or my 1000th ride on the same coaster. I was like, who's keeping track of that? Like that, I yeah. can tell you if I've been to a park and I've ridden a ride probably, but there's just so many, there's so many parts, so many rides that they either don't exist anymore. Or if you go to a park and the ride's down, and you don't get a ride it when you're there. That's that's the worst. And like you take a big trip all the way there. Like Dude, we drove we drove <clears throat> to Carowinds, which is like eight to ten hours from me, and it rained it rained the whole time we were there. Uh-huh. So like you got we got to ride everything, but like it basically felt like you were being shot with a pellet gun <laughs> in the face the whole time because <laughs> rain at 40, 50 miles per hour. Yeah, hurts like just a mother. A bad time. Yep, mm. it was it was not good. That was probably. That was like two years before you moved there, probably. So yeah, my, my hope is to to maybe try to try to come back. Uh, hopefully, when it's not busy, and maybe uh, go down with you and Mandy. And I would love sh- to go check it out, man, for sure. Because I think it's own. It's in the same family as like Kings Island, right? Right. Yeah, they're all the Cedar Cedar Fair parks. Yeah, I really liked Kings Island because that was Ohio, so that was pretty close to me yep. as a kid. Is that in Holiday World? You yeah, ever been there? Yeah, that's that's the one that's less than an hour from me so, yeah i luck out i mean i've got holiday world king's island kentucky kingdom beach bend they're all kind of similar sean you're not too far from six flags new england are you yeah no i'm an hour from there. yeah i've never been to that so i was that, gonna ask literally on the way back from the airport if you ever fly up all right well what is the uh what's the best <laughs> one you've been to so I mean, I like Universal. Disney's fine. I, I like Cedar Point, but that's because it's like twenty roller coasters in one park. Most parks. Where's are that like, one at? It's in Ohio, but it's closer okay. to like it's like Cleveland, Detroit. It's like all the way at the top. So it's like eight hour drive. <laughs> yep, and we've done it. We we drove the I first time we the first time we went. We drove, went to the park, and drove home. It was the worst day ever. That Dude. is such a long day. Uh-huh. I fucking. I bought concert tickets to see Coheed and Cambria in Cincinnati. And the day of the show, I put the address in and realized I bought tickets for Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> so a three-hour drive became a fucking eight-hour drive. But I difference. did it. 
I did it and went to the show and came back all on the same night. It fucking sucked. I, d- I don't know how you did that. Oh dude. man! At that point, I'm like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll catch him next time. There's many oh. times like when I was playing music, dude. I'd drive to Detroit, play a show, and then drive back that night. Like leaving at like two thirty in the morning, <laughs> three a.m. Pulling a trailer behind you. <laughs> wow. Fucking pull up at my house at like six, seven in the morning. No. Brutal. No. Nope. Brutal. Yeah, I've, I've, Dude, I've pretty much gotten to the point now if like a trip's more than like five hours, I'm I'm flying <laughs> or I'm or I'm staying at a hotel. All right. If, there's there's no more of this like drive eight hours each way all in one day. Mm-mm. Not yep. not that young anymore. And not even if it's just in one day. It's like oh that too, man. Even for like a weekend, I'm like if it's if it's more than six hours, I'm flying. <laughs> like I don't care if I'm crashing here. Well, that's, that's, like I'm flying. It's probably gonna be cheaper gas wise anyway. It's like Micah, that that other celebrity, trying to convince us to drive to Kyle's house. I was like, dude, I'm I'm flying. Yeah, I will no I will way. land at Ra- I will land at Raleigh and we'll drive 15 <clears throat> minutes to Kyle's house. Yeah, I, I drove home. Like once, and I was like, "I'm never doing that again. I'll just fly." From from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a ten hour drive back to my house. Yeah, just that's, no. That's why I've got um, mad respect for for Ryan making that drive every year. Like, dude, he does it sometimes multiple. Man, he just likes that. Yeah, he's like that guy that just wants that. Like, and I get road tripping. I enjoy road tripping. Like. If you have a destination and spots along the way, but from one point to one point is not a fucking road trip. And, and by and by himself, mm-hmm. man, I would have fallen asleep four times and like died. <laughs> I did after it. like five hours, Oof. my eye like starts twitching. Dude, I'm like, you, nope, I'm tired. You and Mitch driving home after WrestleMania in the rain. No, Sean driving home well, from WrestleMania Mitch, in the rain while Mitch slept. <laughs> yeah. And literally every single one of the trips that we've ever taken, he's conveniently not been the one driving and passes the fuck out. Yep, I got a buddy like that. Immediately. And he's a dude that likes to drive. Like, and I'm sitting there, I'm barely alive. We've been standing in the rain for two hours. I'm like, I gotta go to work and like as soon as I get home. (laughs) What's the longest continuous drive you've ever done, both of you? Uh, um, I drove nine hours. Yeah, I drove from here to Orlando, went to WrestleMania, and then we drove back. Oof. But I, like I, I, we slept after we got there. But on the way okay. back, I drove all the way to Nashville, and then I, I swapped out, and then slept the last two hours. So I mean, that's Jesus. I mean, it's it's Orlando's like ten or twelve. I feel like it's it's not. No one likes to drive in big cities, and it doesn't bother me. Oh, I don't drive. I don't mind big cities. I hate long stretches of nothing. Yeah. Oh, the top to bottom of Georgia is the worst shit oh. ever. You get in the state, oh. you're like, oh, it's not that big. Fuck that. It's ter- <laughs> It's the worst part of the drive. There's nothing to Dude, see after you get through like, I, Atlanta. Did I tell you about the last part of that drive back from, uh, from Mania? Probably, but so, refresh me. So on the way back, I, a large portion, like 75 miles of it's on the Taconic. And uh, that's just a long stretch of nothing. But by by like 3.34 in the morning, 
all you see as you get closer to the Berkshires is just glowing embers in the in the air at various points in the road because it's just deer. Like <laughs> for an hour, you're white knuckling it because yep. you're like, there's going to be a suicidal deer. <laughs> I'm going to die. Uh, yeah, it's dude, it's terrifying. It was terrifying. Oh, yeah. I drove uh, from Bloomington, Indiana to Colorado Springs, Colorado in one setting. Took How me long was that? took me 17 hours. Holy shit. Because uh driving through the night around conveniently like 7:30 in the morning, ran over a screw and got a flat tire. Happened to like see a fucking tire store that opened at 8 a.m. So I pulled up there and waited for him to open. They fixed it first thing. It was a rental car, but they said I had to pay for the tire repair. Ooh. So that sucks. So I just fucking had him patch it. I was like, well, fuck that. It's not my car. I ain't doing yeah. shit. I was like, patch it up. I'm leaving. So <laughs> oh my got God. it patched and then finished the drive because the person who was coming with me who was supposed to split the driving got like food poisoning and was like shitting their brains out the whole time. So like didn't feel like driving at all, which I get, but I ended up doing it all. It was fucking brutal. Oh man. Are you guys more like, are you more likely to want to get up first thing in the morning to drive like that? Or would you rather like do it at night, leave? And then like, I don't know, the sun will be up in like eight hours and then you'll have all day to drive. I would rather wake up at two in the morning and leave. I'm of that because, yeah, because yeah, if if I start traveling at night and have the whole, you know, I just can't, I I can't be up for two days straight. <laughs> like Micah's wedding, yeah. I was a miserable piece of shit <laughs> because I had been up for so fucking long, and, and Kyle's over there laughing because he knows what's up. Yeah. I was a miserable douchebag. <clears throat> It was funny. <laughs> he snapped. He had a meltdown, took a nap, and then everything was fine. Oh, yeah. That's I was gravy. All, all After I had a nap, I was gravy. It was it was good. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I was going to say something else. I forgot where we were going with it. Who cares? Uh, it's 30 minutes that in, boys. itself, this whole conversation has been a roller coaster. This movie was a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, it was. Segway. This... There was this movie was hills and loops and Sean. I didn't quite know what to expect. What? Give us a quick breakdown while I go refill my water cup, but listen on my wireless headphones. All right, that's a good call. So a quick breakdown of this movie is a baby's born, but it's not a baby. It's an old man in a baby's body. So it's a it's an old man looking baby, and he gets abandoned and immediately curb stomped. <laughs> Like, which was <laughs> so funny, and then and then brought it like as if this kid's life's not going to be miserable. Just a newborn baby smash, but it gets brought in to this nice family into an old person home, and is raised like the like the good little old person that he is to be a fine young old man, and then starts like falls in love with this this old man. Baby falls in love with this little girl, and it's kind of like this just story of them. Oh man, this is spoilers, everybody. But the grand scheme of this movie is the story of him getting younger and her getting older, and it's just like this long interconnected love story that lasts their entire lifetime. 
But as she dies from old age, he dies from being a baby. <laughs> like, and man, the movie's so much more in depth, but there's no yeah. <laughs> other way that I can describe this movie other than that. The, the way that I described it in my own head after I finished it was that was David Fincher's Big Fish. I've never seen that. So is that, is there also an old man baby? There, no, it's you would actually really like Big Fish, I think. It's a really, it's like one of Tim Burton's top movies of all time. Does it start with a newborn baby getting stomped on? No, but it does have some wild ass shit in it. Because it's all about Sold. a dad that tells like tall tales. And so like it's his life story being sort of recounted in the tall tale wise now, what if I absolutely hate Ewan McGregor? That's the thing. Ewan McGregor is so goddamn charming in this movie. You can't hate him. I fucking hate him. It's dude. crazy. You really can't. I, I just see him. It's like, you know that scene in Step Brothers where he's like, change your face. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just I, I just hate your face. It's sort of like Brad Pitt in but this movie. I'll give it movie. a try. Brad Pitt is so goddamn charming. Holy fuck. He's such a perfect character. <laughs> he was, dude, he was my man crush growing up. Uh, like, if there was a dude actor that was going to be my crush, it was going to be him. And then he got, like, super weird and old. But then this movie made him look young again. And I was like, oh, there he is. There's <laughs> my guy. It was super weird when he was, like, teenage heartthrob Brad Pitt from, like, Thelma and right? Louise again. I was like, whoa, bro. Oh, man. Man. Know, this is, this Mike, is, had you seen this movie? <laughs> I did in, what's it, 2008? So this is a 13, 14-year-old movie? That's when this movie came out? Yeah. yeah. That this explains like, the special effects. Right. Which, it, I mean, we'll probably get into it, but like, it's basically what all the award nominations were for, were like special effects and makeup and costumes and stuff. I mean, it starts out pretty generic, like him as the old man child. You're just like, that doesn't look good, but... As it progresses, it does better, but yeah, Once it I gets out of like, it, yeah, putting his face on somebody else's body. Yeah, I remember seeing it in like 2008 in the theater, and I, I don't think I've seen it since then. Um, and not really remembering anything other than he starts out old and gets young. So going back and rewatching <laughs> this, uh, was, was quite an adventure. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you thought of it on this version. What was it? What was your thought when you when you heard that this was the David Fincher movie we were going to bring you on? For? Uh, out of out of all the David Fincher movies, <laughs> this this is the one we choose. Well, I figured we'd start get this one out of the way this but, year. But then... Yeah, I, I give it because it's like, I mean, this is his like big award nominated movie. Like, obviously, his other movies are more popular. But Which that's like crazy to when me. you when you look at like the fan vote compared to like a like a whatever you want to call it like Rotten Tomato audience score and stuff like other movies like Seven and stuff like that like fans love and the critics are like kind of mixed on and stuff like that and uh, Panic Room and I mean there's just so many different he ones. Did oh, he Panic did do Panic Room. room. I yeah. keep forgetting. I love that, that movie. Yeah, it's got Panic Dwight Yoakam in those, it. Yeah, I about to say Panic Room is one of those weird ones where you're just like. That's Fincher, but and the special right. effects in that movie still hold up pretty decent. Um, yeah, but like Fincher was like, if you ever go back and look or or pull up his like IMDb, he started out as a like a music director. Like 
he did Madonna videos and Paula Abdul videos, uh, and like commercials and music for like, uh, like ads and clothing companies and stuff. So it was it really was a while before he got into the whole, the movie stuff. And then he only makes a movie like every five years. He's not one of these directors that has like a Spielberg type thing every year. Peter Jackson. I mean, not that those guys have movies every year, but it seems like they always have new movies and Fincher's like, it's been five years. Let's put out something new. <laughs> he he's like rocking the whole Kojima thing. Yeah, you know Daniel he Day does Lewis, do Kojima. He does do yeah. big projects. What Fincher has a definite style which is unique to him. Like I know when I'm watching a David Fincher movie, I think that is maybe the one kind of detriment to this movie because it's supposed to be somewhat whimsical. But like yeah. the way David, he he doesn't really do whimsical. I it's also sort of dry, kind of. I get there's a, it's all based in like real weighted realism, where like I feel it's kind of weird. But uh, which which is crazy that you're like this was supposed to be whimsical, whereas like. like I took everything but that from this. By the end of the movie, I was like anxiety ridden <laughs> and like, yeah, dude, I, was I get like, that too. Fuck, man. Like, like my whole like, like the whole mortality thing. Like, man, I didn't need to sit here for three hours and just contemplate my mortality and also like take a step back and realize, oh, wow, um, their relationship and how it weaves in and out and how they've always had this love. I'm like, Wow. I can relate to that like a lot. And I didn't need a reminder of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the whole mortality Shit. angle didn't help a lot with uh, chocolate milk either. You're just like, that's all you nope. like, fuck man. This, ah, <laughs> I don't want to think about any of this. Nope. Very heavy. <laughs> this is too real. Yeah, very <laughs> heavy. Movie, it jumps around a lot though. Like it, it, there's never, I don't feel like there's enough focus on different parts of his life. Like it's just like, Oh, he's 90. Oh, now he's 60. Oh, now he's 40. Like, right. It, it, it seems to jump around there. And there's like, like little stuff happening. Not little, but like, there's a hurricane happening at this hospital in the background. Like, <laughs> by the way, they don't put Katrina. enough. Em- yeah. You don't put enough emphasis on certain stuff. Uh, it's just kind of happening while the movie's going on. So, and it, it for, for really a two and for like was- a two and a half, three hour movie, I don't feel like they ever focused on one thing until you really get to the end of the movie. There was a lot of threads going on at any given point because, you know, you've got you've got the daughter of this old lady in the bed that she's reading this diary to. Like, that's a story in itself. Her reading to her dying mother in a hospital while there's a hurricane coming. And then that evolves into a whole nother thread that parallels another thing that's going on in the diary. And then this whole diary is it's a whole nother story and then it like builds upon all these layers and next thing you know you got a pentagon of like lines all over your wall because you're trying to connect everything (laughs) yeah there's so much shit going on in this movie uh, yeah i wish there was one less thing you're like it's all just based off what age is brad pitt and then that's where you work your way from there but it does jump around a lot and also i did like Go ahead. I was just going to say, you pretty much started to figure out when it would do an establishing shot. I was like, okay, so Brad Pitt's going to be younger. Because we, we set mm-hmm. up, oh, clear, here's a time passage. Younger Brad Pitt enters. Yep, time jump. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I really did like 
that parallel that I just brought up with, you know, Mr. Button of the Buttons Factory. And like, honestly, when they first talked at the beginning, it didn't super click. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but like later on, when he's older but younger and he meets his dad and his dad's about to die and he tells him, you know, I'm a, I'm your dad. And then the whole thing with the daughter realizing through the journal that he's her dad and being like, I, I, I wish I knew him. And the mom being like, well, you just got to learn about him through this. Like I liked the parallel between him meeting his dad and her meeting his, her dad. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's just something I, I really, really appreciated about the movie that I wanted to throw out there. He did the same thing as his dad, but for different reasons. His dad did it because he didn't love him, and he did it because yep. he did love her. It was it was yeah. the two sides of the same coin. It was a good good contrast. Here's the thing. Yeah. I like this movie a whole fucking lot, surprisingly. Really caught me I, off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised. Like, I bitched to you guys before this movie started. I'm like, this is the last time I'm watching a three-hour movie for this fucking show. (laughs) And that's just because of, I told you guys off the air, kind of what my last couple of days have been like, and I didn't need a three-hour movie. But halfway through this movie, I'm like, fuck, man, I'm liking this movie. I can't even complain about the length at all. I was prepared to do a Sean-style thing because of the length, where I was going to watch this in segments, and I started it. I couldn't it stop goes it. By. It actually goes right. by pretty well because there are yeah. breaks kind of based off Pitt's age where it's like, it just kind of jumps around. There's some unnecessary scenes in the movie. I feel like, like mm-hmm. I get him going out, like going to war and stuff like that. But like, you probably could have cut that scene, but it, it explains why it goes away. I think, uh, what's it? Hilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. I, arc, like, that, that could have just been left out. I right. totally agree. Like, that was completely yeah. worthless. I thought the war which, stuff was interesting. Which which is yeah. funny is to have Tilda and Kate Blanchett in this movie, because a lot of times they'll be in a movie, and I'll think in my head, I was like, which one of them was it? Because they're so <laughs> similar to each other, uh-huh, and uh-huh. they're in the, they're mm-hmm. both in this movie, and then Tilda yeah. ends up really not being all that important, other than she... She swims the English Channel and finally completes her yeah, thing, finally. and he he sees it and all this. But yeah, it was, was kind of unnecessary. Like like that cut to that TV just to see her having swam it. It's like it was like was this really needed? Right. It was <laughs> like at all. Outside of the fact that just furthers the point that like literally nobody in this movie gave a shit if they were married. They were just boinking everybody. Yeah. Like not a- she was married. And was hooking up with him. Freaking Blanchett's characters married at the end. Hooks up with like a teenage version of him. It's just like. But it's it's okay. the whole love story of like couldn't wait any longer. Like he would disappear. Yeah. And it's like, well, I went and got married or I had this happen or that happen or I moved to France. And yeah, I don't know. Or, but like I was creeped out at the beginning when he's like under the table with Daisy and she's like seven and he's like. <laughs> 90 and i'm like oh man he's looking at this little girl and uh, that's <laughs> from the outside perspective it looks so awful oh, yeah. even though this dude's seven years old which, you know which is why the like when her mom the comes down yeah and like yells at him and gives him shit for it and uh what's he's like you should be ashamed of yourself and i'm sitting there i'm like man that is such a harsh thing to say to it like <laughs> 
a seven-year-old, nine-year-old man. <laughs> like in his head, he doesn't realize it. And then as we get to the yeah. end of the movie and he's young, but he's actually old, it's like dementia, I guess, where he doesn't know yeah. who he's he a, is or what's going seven-year-old on. seven-year-old kid with dementia. Yeah. Dude, that was heartbreaking, too. Like, that was another thing that I didn't particularly really need to think about because it's just so depressing as it is. Mm -hmm. And then, like, seeing it play out in, like, a little kid. Actually, I think lessened the levity, I think, seeing a little kid with that because it's just, like, in my head, how, like, how realistic is that even to see? So it's, like, kind of detached from it a little bit, but. I mean, there's a lot of depressing stuff in this movie. Like, obviously, that's probably what makes it like an Oscar type movie is because it's that kind of drama like uh him with like his age uh uh Taraji uh Henson in this movie like she can't have kids mm-hmm. so like she adopts this kid and it becomes her kid uh and then like Kate Blanchett like gets hit by a car and blows her knee out and she can't professionally dance in in France anymore like everyone has their their like story <laughs> based off like mortality and how their life has changed and stuff like that. <laughs> like I'm already calling it right now. Uh, like stories of mortality and stuff. Like if we don't, if we don't give how many lightning strikes out of seven <laughs> that was, this movie I would was, get, I was hoping that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing something wrong if nice. that's not the rating. <laughs> Did I ever tell you I was struck by lightning seven times? Seven, seven Dude, and each time he like tells a story of how it happens and then it unnecessarily shows you him getting like a, like an old timey video. Yeah, yeah, it it's, like, it's a nice oh, little touch. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, I I like I found myself looking forward to seeing this old Alzheimer patient just like is he going to tell another story? Well, that's, that's it. As I'm watching the movie, I was like, I do remember this. I was like, does he tell it seven times? Because that would be great. I don't I don't know how many times did, it happened. Did you guys keep... Oh. I don't think it's seven. Uh, I read uh, on the uh, IMDb trivia thing that they, for each one, they filmed it in sepia. So I imagine that there's more that might be yeah. on like a special features. But I believe there's only two in the movie that I remembered. Yeah, but so it's two or three, so... Oh, t- no, there is more than that. Oh, really? There was f- at least five. Because by, like, the fourth one, I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I need to bring this up. Hmm. I don't remember yeah. all of them. I remember he, the car, well, and I the remember first the dog. Time that he ta- yep. Okay, so when he first brings it up, he it shows, like, three scenes back to back to back. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's like, well, this one time, and then this other time. So maybe that's why you're thinking of that, but you see at least like five different <coughs> clips of him getting smoked by lightning. My favorite's when he's driving the car. <laughs> I did like that one, yeah. Or when he's walking his dog, that was pretty great. And the, the dog's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, oh. the we were talking about driving long distances and shit like that, and then Tilda Swinton's talking about being in the water for 32 hours. Yeah, dude. Like, Fuck I that, yeah, like. People don't want to be like in a pool or on the lake or ocean for like more than like three or four. She's like, I tried and then I gave up like two hours left into it. It's like, what? Why? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't understand her thing. And then she was a spy in Russia or her husband was. It was it was all wild. I like that she chastised uh, Benjamin for making tea. He didn't know how. Also that. I'm glad it was set in the era it was that you could just be an old man and nobody would really think too much of it. And you could just flirt through life without any proper documentation, even during the war. Right. 
I like it. It says six of the seven <laughs> struck by lightning stories are shown. Okay. Yes. I like that. I had to find that. Sorry. <laughs> that was random. No, I like I like when he's uh he's on the stage. It's kind of towards the beginning, and it's when Taraji's talking about not having kids, and the preacher puts his hands on her, and then yeah. he talks to to Brad Pitt and he's like, How old are you? And he's like, seven. And of course the <laughs> The, the congregation laughs because they're like, oh, we're all seven on the inside. Yeah, they don't yeah. get no no one understands that he's this whatever you want to call him, like miracle baby, that that time's going backwards. I know we didn't really talk about it, like the, the clockmaker at the beginning and like the, the, the clock going backwards. And it's a it's apparently a weird, hummingbirds, yeah. too. Hummingbirds are the only right. bird that can flap their yeah. wings backwards. So. Backwards. Right. Yeah. He's like out on the water. Oh, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole, that thing, there's a whole butterfly effect that happens in that scene with Kate Blanchett about like, that was if, awesome. if the taxi hadn't have stopped for this, or that if really this girl's, like that scene. Yeah. the alarm, yeah, if the alarm clock hadn't have gone off, like the little simple thing that changed her whole life outcome, like she wouldn't have got hit and wouldn't have ended up in the hospital and maybe they would have been together and. That's one of those scenes where like that. De- like absolutely didn't also have to be a part of this movie, but I'm glad that it was. Yeah, it added a lot to it because it was like him mentally breaking down. Well, like how close could it have been to like what could have saved her? You know that level of care. And they, dude, with the clocks and everything, they did just such a a brilliant job of not only like the backstory, but just finding those things that can reference, you know, the the whole idea of the movie. Well, so well done. I was actually surprised this was a PG-13 movie because I was like, God damn, David Fincher, PG-13. But then there was some violence like in the war segments. And I was like, "Okay, this is a David Fincher movie. This is violence Mm -hmm. just laid bare. Yeah. Honestly, leading up to that point, when it got to that point in the movie, I, I was actually kind of taken aback and shocked. Yeah. Because because I was like, oh wait, what? This this escalated very quickly. It was wild, yeah, man. But that that was a badass scene. That, yeah. That'd be a that definitely would be an oh shit moment to be on like a tugboat and then like two submarines just come out of the water and you're like, oh we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine being on that tugboat and just being like, time to go run over some subs. Yeah, true. <laughs> Here you're captain battle stations and yeah, you're just on a fucking tugboat, dude. You ain't doing shit. I, I love I love how even though Benjamin at that point still looked like he was maybe late fifty like late fifties ish mm-hmm. early sixties he was at mentally at a point where he was just down for anything because it it took you it took me by surprise and it took me aback just having that visual of this old dude being like. Fuck it, yeah, let's go to war. You know, he didn't say that, but he was just like, no matter what was thrown at him, he's like, I'm game. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm game. I'm game. And like, I think the way he looked paired with all of the things he was saying, I'm game for, it's it just like, it was such a crazy contrast. I like that it also got him laid. That was a really funny scene when yeah. it shows him the first just, time just doing the fish flop. <laughs> <laughs> just not not on Sundays. He's like, "Are you here to, again tomorrow?" <laughs> I like, I like, I like that. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Again. I think Kate Blanchett's the one that asked him about having sex, and he says he says it. He's like, 
just not on Sundays. And like the jokes over her head, uh-huh. and everybody else, you're just, you're just laughing. Cause like he's, he's just so innocent. He doesn't realize that you don't what, have what sex on Sundays. Yeah. Right. He just thinks everybody doesn't have sex on Sunday. So, right. Oh, Benjamin. Oh, <laughs> But I mean, there's that's a beautiful love story. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously being a Fincher movie and, and an Oscar contender, there's big names in this movie outside of just uh, Kate Blanchett and Tilda. I mean, you've got this is the introduction basically to Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. Like, he had been in some like TV shows, but this is his first movie, um, or at least big name movie, and now he's one of the biggest stars in the world. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, after like seeing him in this movie, Papa, I was obviously I hadn't seen this movie before, so it, it was nice to see this movie and be like, oh, I know that guy. And then be like, wait, why doesn't he have like more of a yeah, role? Yeah, he's only in it for like five minutes and then like yeah. he oh, they don't he show him for a while and they're like, Oh, he died. <laughs> I love I love, I love like those four like, or five times. Yeah, he comes back, yep. oh he died. Yep. Yeah, because he's it's I mean it's it's when you stomp yeah. on a baby. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get curb stomped and yeah, it's a lot of that. It's it's basically him, like we've talked about, him getting younger and living and all this and all these other people around him are dying or getting hurt or, or whatever's happening in their life. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to live forever. And that's not really what's happening, but it affect, yeah. affects and the effects it has on him, the people around him as, as they go away. Well, that even as a young kid, they kept telling him that he was going to die soon. Like he kept telling he's like. Mama says I'm going to die soon, but yeah, yeah they like, don't, holy don't shit, expect dude. you. Hey, you're born with this rare disease. They just assume back then, or even hell today, you wouldn't live very long. No, we we don't know what it's, this is, so you're probably going to die. Yeah. Yep. So. It, it was it was weird to see old man version of him like learning to do what like kids did, like learning to walk and read because he grew up so fast and he just had bum legs. That's true too. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he was trying to learn to walk for the first time on arthritic 80 year old legs. <laughs> right? Oh my God. And then immediately face plants, which I thought was kind of funny. I laughed. Like, <laughs> whatever. I laughed. And then the, the preacher died. And I laughed at that too. Kind of yeah. takes a laugh for a laugh, man. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So what did you guys think about the makeup and stuff? So we've talked about it kind of at the beginning and we've got, you know, skirted around it a little bit and chatting about the other stuff. But what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, for the most for the most part, I'm okay with a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of it looks really good. Um, Not just the Brad Pitt makeup, but what they do with Taraji and, and Kate Blanchett and stuff like that, like changing their age and stuff like that, too. Uh, And then uh like brad pitt like 2008 so like there's a good chunk of the movie where that's obviously just what he just looked like on a normal day Uh um but like the old man i didn't care for at the beginning but i get it that's hard to do on a small body and then at the very not the very end but when he goes back to the uh ballet studio and he's like young person i don't know yeah he's like thelma and louise brad pitt and you're like uh, i mean you could tell that it's kind of a cg type thing but it's still him but you can see his face in even the old man scenes like you look deep into it you're like that's brad pitt in makeup yeah. so i understand why it won awards and was nominated for awards because uh we can talk about it here in a second it's that's a weird oscar year 
um, the uh, other I'm, stuff that was. I'd be curious to hear what is in that other lineup when we get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll we'll get, keep talking about makeup and we'll come back to it. Well, I was surprised. Like that's actually Kate Blanchett as the old woman in the fucking hospital bed the whole time. Right when it, when was, they first when her, they first dude. showed her, I was like, I was like, I, that's probably not her. And then the more I looked, I was like, that is her in some deep makeup. That's Kate Blanchett, wow. dude. It's crazy good. I think that's like the best makeup in the movie. Because I almost did what you did, Mike, where I was just like trying to pay attention to like every time it cut back to her, and there was not a moment where I'm just like, oh, that's her. Every time I was like, yeah, no, I guess that's not her. Maybe that's somebody else. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to go back and check that out because. Like closer, and I think that's that's awesome. And I think that's one of those things, like someone like Fincher, or when you're nominated for movies or for awards like that, like you're like, no, we're gonna use the people in this movie. Like we're not doing stunt doubles or body doubles. And if we want to win or we want this movie to be more genuine and appreciated for what it is, you have to use these people. Could you imagine David Fincher like going into like a meeting here? And they're like, listen, we're just going to have to get another person. And David Fincher's like, you guys want medals or awards or what? And then just like stomps back out. I made fucking Fight Club. (laughs) Listen, I bring awards to studios. Do you want awards? There's this uh, fucking great little behind the scenes segment of, uh, uh, fuck. Why, Why did I start this story when I forgot his name? God damn it. Directed Eraserhead. Help me out here, Lanham. Fuck if I know. Fuck uh, <laughs> Eraser? I mean, I can look it up. And Mulholland oh. Drive. Fucking. Uh, Lost David Highway. Lynch. David Lynch. Lynch. There's this great fucking behind the scenes thing of David Lynch where like some other studio exec is also like there and she's trying to tell him to like hurry up and get more she- scenes shot and he's like. He flips out. He's like, God damn it, no, you fucking people always pushing me. I'm trying to make art here. You can't fucking rush art. Leave me the fuck alone. He gets so pissed. Yeah, Mulholland Drive is one of those movies when I saw it, I was like, this is a wonderful movie and I don't think I've seen it since. Mm, so it's something fucking I need weird to ass movie, dude. Kind of like this movie because it's been... Yeah, oh, I just, I just finished like rewatching all of like Twin Peaks and that's all David Lynch and he's mm-hmm. in it sometimes and there's some weird shit. A special agent... With the fucking the hearing aid the or hearing whatever. Aids. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I love David Lynch. But he's, I just could not think of his he, name. Da- David Lynch also, uh, <laughs> speaking of like old men kind of preying on, on little girls, David Lynch, known, known for creeping on some younger women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of is. He's a bit of a stereotypical perverted old man. Brad Pitt yeah, definitely yeah. looked it. Uh, they did crazy amounts of makeup. Uh, David Fincher said at the end, uh, the only reason that they didn't really do it for the kids, some people thought because of the budget, but according to Fincher, he claims that it's technically not Brad Pitt anymore at that point because he's sort of lost his mind. So they just mm. didn't mind that it didn't look like him anymore, which is fair. But also, if that's the way you explain that you ran out of budget doing it to every other shot. That's fine too, man. <laughs> Kid, kid, kid just climbs up on the roof of a Victorian house, and you're like, "What the fuck? The kid's gonna jump and die." <laughs> Did you guys think that I could fly? It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> oh shit, dude! I thought the kid was gonna jump because I okay. Having I'm really really good at avoiding spoilers, and like 
I've never had this movie ever spoiled for me. So I just like in my head put, put together what should what would probably happen. And not knowing how this movie ended, I was like, man, is the kid going to jump? I thought he was going to jump. And this was going to be like, I was already like fucked up on mortality thoughts. I'm like, please don't kill yourself. kid. <laughs> please don't kill yourself. Ugh. I thought it was a little weird that he goes into as a baby and then just sort of stops breathing. I wonder, like, does that stop the aging process like or does he keep continuing to like degrade till he becomes a single cell? Like I don't know what what's and then what's once, once once you're not a not breathing or your heart stops does everything else stop I guess so yeah I don't know what's what's the magic of this magic little baby I should ask and at what point at what point okay at what point could Benjamin Button have been aborted hmm hmm would it still be right hmm. <laughs> Hello, my name is Benjamin Button, and I work in the Button Factory. <laughs> I'm an old man with an old dog, and I live with old people at the factory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've been sitting on that joke all episode, so we can comfortably. <laughs> yeah, edit. you remember that, uh-huh. but not David. Lynch. Right? Yeah, that's that's ADHD and chocolate milk for you, people. So. Oh my god. Uh, fuck it, man. It was Fincher February. I'm glad we, we got one in there, Lanham. Real quick, before we break out of that, what, what were these what was this Academy Award winning? Oh yeah, let's talk about that. So, okay, so the, this is the slum dog millionaire year. Oh shit. Oh that year sucks. Which I movies. like that movie, but like if you go back and you look at it, you're like that was up against some best heavy hitters. It was it, yeah, it's like Slum Dog Millionaire. Curious case of Benjamin Button, uh, but there, then it was like some shit like Frost Nixon, which I've never seen. Oh yeah, um, Milk it sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, Milk with uh, Sean Penn, which he he wins yeah. Best Actor he won over a ton of shit. He, Yeah, he beat Can out he? Brad Pitt, uh, but like the movie itself didn't end up winning. Uh, Danny Boyle wins for Best Director, so he beats out uh, Fincher here. Which was probably Fincher's best shot of winning, yeah, best director because the other movies just weren't weren't up to snuff. This is the which crazy uh, Gone Girl didn't get it. Gone Girl's so fucking yeah. good. <laughs> this is the um, Heath Ledger. Gone Girl's amazing. Yeah, this is the Heath Ledger best supporting actor year as Batman, Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Right. So like, obviously they didn't have anybody going for best supporting actor, but just that that's what was happening that year. So okay. This movie probably could have won a lot more awards because I think it won for maybe like it won makeup and special effects, stuff like that. And I think it won maybe for for best score, maybe. I was going to say I really, really enjoyed the the soundtrack to this movie. I It kept agree. It was perfectly suited in almost like every scene. I really did. I'm glad that that came up because I wanted to make a point of that. Oh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I can't pick out like any specific scenes just because everything matched up so well with whatever was going on. The, the other actor, Sean Penn. And then it was the, uh, <coughs> the Mickey Rourke, the wrestler. That was wrestler. this year. So, God damn. Yeah, cause, every, cause, every, Cause everybody thought he was going to win. Like it yeah. was going to be kind of like Stallone and in, in the Rocky remake. Everybody's like, they're going to give it to him because of who he is. And it's a, it's a, a year with less like big hitters, I guess. And it still didn't, uh, 
they still weren't willing to give it to him. Which is crazy because I actually thought hmm. that he was like really fucking good in that role and probably should have won something. That was I love that movie. Yeah, I don't I haven't watched it in a while, but that is a it's a good movie, even if you don't like even if you don't like wrestling, like it's it's I've never seen you it. You really never <laughs> really? have, man. It is actually Yeah. It's one of my top movies, man. It is a well wow. fucking done flick. No, I have to watch it. If Kyle's seen it, and he's not even the current wrestling dude. And I mean, as weird as I am on it as of late, uh, Marissa Tomei is topless for a fair <laughs> amount of the movie. What up, Aunt May? Uh-huh. <laughs> what was her age, Brad? What was her age range during that movie? I think she was like 43, 40. Man, she looks fucking good, though. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a tough movie for like I think you'd enjoy it, Sean, just because it's it's kind of that guy on the indie scene that never makes it and keeps doing it even when he's like should it's not. Like Rick, it's like it's like Ric Flair and Hogan still wrestling like five years ago. Like it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, but like you guys retired got... twelve years ago, but you've got nothing else. Right. Yeah, I didn't watch it just because I heard it was so heavy. But looking at the cast right now, like Evan Rachel Wood, dude, Mark Margulis, he's in this. It's a really fucking good movie, dude. <laughs> like, wow, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm honestly really surprised I'd never watched top it. Top yeah, tier. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those movies when like you hear it, you're like, uh, cool, whatever, and then like it starts getting that Oscar buzz, and you're like, really, this movie? And you watch it, and you go, oh, that's why. Yo, Ernie Miller's in this. That's that's pretty. Is that awesome. the hardcore wrestler guy? Uh, I have no idea, but he does a hardcore match that's at awesome. one point with like I think the guy that he wrestles is an actual hardcore wrestler, like one of those famous guys. <laughs> I thought I don't know. You guys would know more than me. <laughs> Benjamin. Button so yeah, this disease. was a, this yeah. was a good movie. <laughs> this was really <laughs> fucking good, man. I only remember this movie being memed so hard, and that's part of the reason I never saw it. And it did seem a little ridiculous to me. <clears throat> but man, am yeah. I glad I fucking watched it? It was really captivating. Of course, it's mm-hmm. David Fincher. I mean, He's a really talented movie maker. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's got like a um, like a fountain of youth type thing going on in it, mm-hmm. and that's always been one of those things. Uh, like as a kid, we used to always like bring up or talk about you're like if it existed sure would you partake would you want to live forever right like you think about it to an extent and then you're like eh, forever is a long time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a long time like i just saw a picture of a cat it's the oldest cat in the world just turned 34 and you look at that cat and that cat is just like Will somebody just end my life <laughs> for the lo- like the look on this cat's face is just like I'm I'm done. That cat is done. Miserable. Oh my god, Mike! If if you were to pick the next Fincher flick to watch, <laughs> what would your pick be? <laughs> At this point, he's just like, are they saying this so they won't pick this next time? Or <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, like I mean. Panic Room's a good one because you don't realize Kristen you don't think Stewart about it being a Fincher movie. That's actually that movie actually saved my life when I was stuck in a storm drain and <laughs> I did the SOS with with a flashlight. Somebody saw it and come, came came. I like me. that she remembers it from Titanic. I like that I remember all of this and I haven't seen that movie since it was in theaters. Holy shit! I remember so much about this. I movie. like how everybody just took me at face value for that. That didn't happen. <laughs> oh no, I know that didn't. <laughs> but. Happen. 
<laughs> What's his face? <laughs> okay, so you didn't take me at face value, and you're like, fuck this dude. He's lying. <laughs> I was just going to let you have the one, the win, man. What's well, his think, face? Think of him. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones, like Fight Club and, and the game and stuff like that. I'd probably pick Gone Girl. Yes. Because um, I like Affleck, and I think... Uh, Dennis Lee, that's like one of my favorite series of books ever. The Dennis Lee Haynes series that that's based on. That was the first book. Right, right. I think the Kenzie, Kenzie and Gennaro series, yeah, I think. I mean, Social Network is amazing. I can watch that every day. Um, really? That good? Because that's another one that I've not seen, actually. Oh, even though I haven't seen that either. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on the score. Dude, the, mu- the, the music is so good. The mm-hmm. Like, like. That's a top ten movie, maybe a top five movie for me. I love the Social Network. Um, I was gonna say, man, this is this is a conversation <clears throat> for that movie. Yeah. But how do you feel with with like the current evolution of Facebook and stuff? How do you feel going back and watching that movie? Yeah, I mean, every time something new happens with Facebook, or as Facebook seems to get quote unquote smaller than it was in the last like ten years, but. I, I don't even know that it's so much the Facebook shit in the movie. It's it's the fucking like betrayal and story of conniving and all that money and yeah. conniving and, and turning on each other and shit like that. So Army Hamill like, eating. Like people. I said, I'm real good at avoiding spoilers, so I had no idea that there was this whole subplot of. I thought it was just about Facebook. Well, that is that's like the true story it's of Facebook. Like, it's, like, it's about who invented Facebook. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, there's this whole big thing. Like, he stole it from these two twins called the Winklevoss twins, and like, oh, what a douchebag! And that's like the whole Buddy, movie. It's surprise. all about that. And it's all in Harvard because they're all super smart, rich people that Make Justin Timberlake on. hangs out <clears throat> with, and. <laughs> <laughs> No, huh. I, I was just going to say, I, I think that uh, Fuck It, It's Fincher February can apply to, it extends beyond the reaches of February. It can It can make more appearances throughout the year, I sure, feel. Sure, Yeah. You got, have you ever seen, Sean, I know you don't, we were just talking about how long this movie is. Have you ever seen The Zodiac? No, also, but I want to also watch Also Fincher? That. Holy shit. What a, I do super want heavy to watch flip, that. I remember when that was in theaters and I wanted that's, to see it's, that. It's got two of the Avengers in it. <laughs> Nice. Man, you talk about this movie the at ones? the end giving you anxiety, yeah. bro. Well, well, dude, I'm into serial killers. <laughs> like that is my like, <clears throat> is, dude. I used to when my dad used to work at a at at the Gap at the mall, and on the weekends when I'd go to his house if he was working, I would just kind of be forced to walk around the mall. So I'd go to Walden Books and plant my ass down and just like read serial, serial killer, killer encyclopedias. Nice. Yeah. Fincher, yeah. Fincher's yeah, just, I'm sure that wasn't alarming at all to anybody. <laughs> yeah, Fincher is just like good about bad. making movies that like you can jump in halfway through them and you'll still sit there and watch. He the just rest makes of the movie captivating and even, flicks, man. Right? Yeah, you're just engrossed no matter where where you're at in it. So, hell yeah, plenty plenty of good ones to choose from. I feel like. I feel like Fincher's like one of those guys, like you said, we like Fincher February. You know what? I, I just like that this was like a little getting the toe in to just be able to like whenever you guys want to talk about Fincher, I'm so down to watch any of these movies. Yeah. I mean, same Which brings us back to this one. Mike, if you if you're if you're gonna strike this movie with seven lightning bolts, you had the opportunity to like how many times would you strike this movie with a lightning bolt? Seven would obviously be the best amount, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's in its lifetime. 
So looking at all the Fincher movies, at that point, it's my least favorite Fincher movie. But if I look at it not as a Fincher movie, the movie itself (laughs) is really good. Like, it's captivating. There's so much going on, and they do such a good job. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it five lightning strikes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair. That's nice. Kyle, if if you're going to strike this movie, Um, how how many strikes are you giving this bad boy? Exact same situation as Mike, although I've not seen Social Network. Of the Fincher movies I've seen, I've loved them all. This is probably my least favorite Fincher movie. That said, I really fucking enjoyed this movie, and maybe it's just first time uh luck but what i'm going seven man this movie was fucking great it engrossed me that's awesome i couldn't turn it off i didn't want to it was great although it did get a little long in the tooth i do agree but that said it also maybe just because it's my first time watching it i was fine with it so that might be definitely enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it more than i thought i was going to for something i haven't seen in Mm -hmm. 13 years because i just remember seeing it in the theater and being like eh, it was okay and now going back and watching it, I think I appreciated it more. And that yeah. may be partially because of what Fincher's done since then. And just probably at my age and growing into like movies more after like your early 20s, you learn mm-hmm. to appreciate movies like this more. So mm-hmm. what do you think, Shani? Uh, you know, it, man, you guys make really good points and that I know that there's going to be other Fincher movies that I like more. So it's like playing that juggling game of like, yeah. How do I rate this one? But everybody knows I rank the movies due to my enjoyment at the time of watching these movies. And I'm going to be real irritated if, you know, one of the other movies that I actually like more gets a lower score. But hey, whatever. That's part of the game. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this. It's going to sound weird, but I'm going to give it six lightning bolts. But there's a seventh one shooting down from the sky. <laughs> And it just gets just close enough to just singe a couple of hairs on my upper inner thigh. And I'm super relieved because I didn't want to get struck. Sure, down. sure. Who but, does? But, but, I, but I'm glad that the seventh one grazed it. <laughs> That's where I'm putting that. That's fair enough. I, I think I understand that, that grading system. It's clear yeah. and concise. <laughs> clear and concise. Man, grading shit's like my favorite thing in the world. I don't know why. It's like my own personal top ten list, but I only do it with one thing. The uh, the one other note I'll say on this movie before we roll it out here is that they said that they worked very closely with the Levi Jeans Company to get as many things, period, accurate as possible. And that makes sense, but they also uh, tried their hardest to make Brad Pitt look as cool as fucking possible the entire time because they just gave him the coolest Levi's outfits. And maybe it's oh, also just because it's Brad Pitt and he just makes everything look cool. Even an old man in like a four layer suit with an overcoat. He looked badass, but. God damn right. <laughs> it was fucking great. It's funny that they they took that much care to make sure everything was period accurate. But then you've got uh, you've got Daisy there smoking Fil- filtered, filtered cigarettes. Filtered yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> it works. Always. Which I wouldn't have known unless I looked at the goof. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. Filter these. I want. I take them raw like a lucky Filter strike. <laughs> Anyways, uh, fuck it. It is Fincher February. Lanham, buddy, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm glad we got to talk some Fincher. Uh, I think you're our, our resident Fincher expert and our resident <laughs> Kevin Smith expert. So. I just found clerks too while cleaning. Hey. Hey, hey we might we might get 
Fincher's next movie before we get Kevin Smith's <laughs> next movie. <laughs> we'll see we'll which see. one comes up. Yeah, <laughs> they're but. They're both in the works. Either way, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back soon enough, buddy, and I look forward to that. I love talking to you on and off the show, buddy. So thanks for coming on, pal. Thanks, buddy. Love you, buddies. Shawnee, I always, of course, love you too, my friend. Oh, you're like the only person. So like that brings me so much joy, except for the rat that lives above my <laughs> ceiling list. Sean, what would that? Uh, he, he loves me. What too. would that rat like to say to our audience right now? Well. Well, if that rat, if I brought the camera in there and I pointed up into that hole in the ceiling at that rat nest, then I'm sure the rat's dead in. But hey, let's pretend he's alive. He'd probably tell you to go finch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good.